Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The Breakfast Brief on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. You're listening to The Breakfast Huddle with Adrian Abraham and Ryan Huang. Time now to discuss the top market moving headlines that investors will be paying attention to and its potential implications. Ryan, it is time for The Breakfast Brief. That's right. So overnight on markets, we did see some hesitation um, with losses extended on Wall Street. The good news is it seemed like there was some risk appetite coming back because we did see the U.S. stocks bouncing off session lows. But we'll see how that plays out for the rest of the Asian trading day. And I think today we will be also digesting the news that came out yesterday around the Singapore Work Pass enhancements. Yes, Singapore launched a new pass for top foreign talent, longer EPs for um, scarce tech skills. Plenty of information, actually more details on the business times. Let's just quickly run you through exactly what was said, Ryan. Yeah, pretty much um, a quick summary. It's all to do with attracting talent to Singapore and calibrating the work pass framework to make sure we get the best talent and just making sure the right flow of talent comes through at the right pace. So we have a new work pass. It's called the One Pass. For short, it's called the Overseas Networks and Expertise Pass. It's going to be open for applications from January 1st next year. So a few criteria to take note. Applicants will need a fixed monthly salary of $30,000 and above. And this is comparable to the top 5% of employment pass holders. So like it suggests, it is all about attracting all these major players, those who are really able to make waves in their industries and thus probably be able to attract these pay skills. Yeah, we had something, um, I think, a few years ago that was launched called a Tech Pass, remember? Mm. And that is still around. Mm. Uh, So going back to the OnePass, this is worth noting as well. If you don't qualify on the pay skill front for individuals with outstanding achievements across the arts and culture, sports, science and technology, as well as research and academia, you can also qualify if you don't meet the salary criterion. So that is worth noting because as there, is try to there is hope. There is hope. Attract people across various industries. It's good to be mindful. It's not just about the salary pay skill, but also your reputation and all the other things that come into play when you look at how someone is at the top of the game in their own sectors. So that's one to watch out for for the one pass, the overseas networks and expertise pass. And then we also have enhancements, which is where a new public benchmark for exemption from some existing work pass requirements comes in. Yeah, uh, Manpower Minister Tan Si Leng said all these uh, moves are among several initiatives to strengthen Singapore's position as a global talent hub. And uh, he's absolutely spot on because with these uh, new measures rolled out, Singapore it will attract the best talent out there. Yeah, talking about that enhancement in the public benchmark, from 1st September next year, the salary threshold for exemption from the Fair Consideration Framework for Job Advertising Requirements, uh, as well as the salary criterion for the Personalised Employment Pass, will be aligned to a single benchmark set at $22,500 per month. Mm. And this is going to be up from right now for existing EP holders earning at least $12,000. So it's quite a big jump. And for this PEP or the Personalised Employment Pass, it is quite a flexible one where you can use the Employment Pass 
in effect, to stay in Singapore for a longer time to search for work. So it's not tied to a company. You can use it to um, have flexibility to move across sectors. Yeah. You can also, yeah, like you said, you can work for multiple companies as well. Um, some of the other initiatives uh, that were rolled out as well, um, the new passes, uh, can also mean that uh, their dependents can come in as well. Yeah, so this is worth noting as well because uh, when we talk to many of these high earners, there could be big shots or some CEOs, they come with a family, yeah. uh, typically as a package when they move overseas. And their spouse, wife or husband will sometimes have to give up their own jobs and then they will have to have that consideration as well. What do they do when they're here? And that's going to be one of the factors as well when they decide whether they take up a job in Singapore. So if you have the flexibility or the option for them to do something and this is where the pass comes in for them to be able to take up some part-time work perhaps mm. uh, this is going to be useful in making it a more attractive package for families moving from somewhere else to here yeah, to roll out all the new plans that will cover uh, four areas, MOM will work with the Ministry of Trade and Industry and the Ministry of Communications and Information as well, Ryan. And it's also about more prompt response times. So mm. typically, you might know, going through the whole process, how long does it take, Adrian? Around like three weeks. But now, much faster, 10 days. Yeah, so that is a promise uh, because of what they say is technology and mm. advanced processes in play now to be able to turn things around in at least or at most 10 days. So either yes or no, or at least an update on how things yeah. are going. So that is, I think, a more uh, attractive process or at least it's enhanced to make it so that business owners and companies are able to have more certainty when it comes to their state or status of applicants. Yeah, certainly um, is making the headlines of the Business Times and the Straits Times. Uh, this morning, also yesterday, Ryan, what did you notice that was different when masks were no longer required indoors? Was there anything strange that stood out to you? Like It there was, was rather strange in a sense that I had to get used to seeing people's faces so much more <laughs> in public. But you could feel the air conditioning, right, on your face. It was nice, right? It's more liberating. Yeah. So that is the, I think, freedom that I really enjoyed, being able to walk in and out mm. of malls or buildings without having to transition to mask on and off. So that is something I really welcome. Yeah, but also um, when you took public transport, let's say cabs, are you still not wearing a mask in the cabs or are you keeping it for on? For cabs, I am not wearing it because it's just much more convenient for me at least mm. to just hop on a cab, especially in the morning when I've got so many things going on. So that's for me, but I think some people still do prefer to wear their masks when they go outdoors. And these are perhaps those with more vulnerable family yeah. members, perhaps uh, those who are self-employed, who don't want to fall sick or try to reduce their risk of falling sick. So you can understand some of the reasons why maybe some of them are still wearing masks. Yeah, immunocompromised also might be going on a big holiday sometime soon and they definitely don't want to get uh, sick before that. Anything else you're tracking this morning, Ryan? Alright, so we turn our attention to China again. So this is where COVID-19 is once again making the headlines in China. You've got the southern city of Shenzhen shutting down the world's largest electronics market of Huaqiangbei. I've actually been there and it's a bit like Simlim Tower but super scale where you have towers and uh, rather levels of these um, shops, thousands of them selling all these little microchips, telephone parts, various things that come with electronics. So that has been closed. So three key buildings in the, the area are now closed till Friday as authorities are trying to clamp down on the potential outbreak and subway services at 24 stations in the central districts of Futian and Luohu 
also have been stopped. So that is going to be playing out. And of course, uh, this is worth noting as as a supplier of parts to manufacturers and other businesses, it could crimp the growth outlook to some extent and want to watch to see how extensive this might get or not in the coming days. And already in the past few weeks, we've seen how China has been going through a bit of a tough time with power cuts in Sichuan and, of course, the COVID-19 zero restrictions restrictions still playing out. So heat waves. Many research houses have already cut their growth projections for China further. So one to watch for China and of course how this plays out for the market sentiment across the region. Exactly. Ryan will be back with a finance update just after 7.30am. Keep it right here. Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.